show this is very exciting for me i'm sure for my audience as well as you know i have been saying for a very long time there is no left and right there's no republican and democrat america is a captured nation captured in my opinion by a globalist billionaire oligarchy that has nothing good uh coming their coming our way if we let them uh continue down the path we're on and my guest today put out a book and i said oh exactly control oligarchs uh, author is here with me today, Seamus Bruner. Thank you for joining me, sir. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Mel. And you're so right. This transcends political divides. It's not a political issue. These are existential issues. They are like trying. This is a. It's not a war on farmers. It's not a war on cash. It's not a, even a war on information. It's a war on humanity. I agree. And it is so obvious to me and, and it's alarming. Uh, but, and, and I keep saying to people, I even like send a text to somebody over at like, you really start pushing, like what is going on here? The stakes are so high. And a lot of people that are still in that left and right paradigm, just don't go there or they go right to the edge. And then they don't really explain it like you are in your book. So let's talk first and foremost, a little bit about your background and how you came to this conclusion to the point that you researched this better than anyone I've ever seen and really connect the dots. So that had to have been a lot of work and passion behind that. Oh, well, thank you for, for recognizing it. It was, it's been, I mean, two years just on the book, but many, many more years before that, like you, I'm a, a true seeker who've been looking into these issues. Now, a lot of it is a passion project. I'm employed by uh, an organization called the Government Accountability Institute, led by uh, the great Peter Schweitzer. Yeah. And we follow the money. That's our motto. We And we typically are looking into politicians. The first book, uh, Schweitzer book I worked on was called Throw Them All Out, perfectly titled. And it was about uh, the insider trading in Congress, among other things. We exposed stock queen Nancy Pelosi and all of her crooked dealings, uh, the IPO shares that Paul Pelosi, her husband, would get before she either brought legislation to the floor or killed it as Speaker of the House, making them enormous sums of money. Uh, next, we did uh, you know a, a book called Extortion. That's got some interesting stuff. But the really the big one where I I cut my teeth following the money really was Clinton Cash, where we tracked down every single donation, every single speech payment to the Clintons. I put them all into a spreadsheet, and out came uh, revelations like the Uranium One right. deal, where Russia paid Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton uh, to transfer the rights of our uranium to one of our great adversaries. Uh, after that book, which was huge, um, was Secret Empires. That blew the lid off of the Biden corruption scandals with Burisma and the Ukrainians paying Hunter 83000 a month to get official actions from Joe, like you're not firing the prosecutor unless you, uh, you're not getting the billion dollars unless you fire the prosecutor. Um, I did a couple of my own books before this one. One was Compromised, How Money in Politics Drive FBI Corruption. That was exposing wow. James Comey, Robert Mueller, how they get rich off of their security clearances and they pass through the revolving door to and from uh, intelligence contractors, like things like Lockheed Martin, big, big uh, you know, defense contractors basically. And uh, yeah, so after all of this following the money to the politicians, um, really in, in the middle of the pandemic, I think we all realize that there is, and many of us long before that, there is a class above the political class, the billionaire class, and, and not all billionaires are control oligarchs, but we saw people like Bill Gates, they, they sort of 
uh, you know, crawled out of the shadows right into center stage, Klaus Schwab. Many people had never heard of Klaus right. Schwab before the pan pandemic. Too many people even right now don't know who Klaus Schwab Unbelievable. is, what he represents. So yeah, so that was the impetus for this is like, it's not, this is, this is higher than politics. Yeah. We've got not just a war on farmers and a war on information and a war on cash. We've got a war against humanity. Yeah. And thank God for your work. And I've, I've read a lot of what you've done. And it's really important, I think, right now for people to understand the stakes that we are at, because my my question, I have a lot of things to add. I could talk to you probably for four days if I, if I was allowed, but I'll, I'll do, deal with an hour and maybe another one. But um, I do want to ask you, you know, right before the pandemic, uh, there was a meeting with uh, one of the control oligarchs, Larry Fink, in in um, that I point out a lot. I've talked about it in speeches, and I wonder if, if I'm right or, or if you think I am. He had he had a meeting in Jackson Hole about six months before uh, we for, we we heard of the COVID, and he was talking to all these billionaires. And you know, as you know, my audience knows he's also on the board of the council uh, council of foreign relations, but also um, the World Economic Forum also pushed the ESG scores more than anyone. And I believe is behind a lot of the great reset stuff. So he was in Jackson Hall with all the bankers and the billionaires. And he talked about something called going direct. And when I read that speech, I think, oh my God, he's saying in it, this is how I deciphered it from my work. He's saying, we don't have to go through the government. The constitution bill of rights doesn't matter for us. We can use the, the multinational corporations and the banks to do a lot more if we just skip the government and go directly to the people. Do you, is that what they're doing? Cause I don't feel like our government has any power. You're exactly right. I know that, I know that meeting you're talking, you're talking about, I believe, I believe it's in the book, but in, and this is where they also talk about just running enormous deficits. And so, uh, you know, all the chaos that we see, whether it's open borders and it's crime in our cities and yes, inflation uh, and, and so many other cr like crises that are all around us are manufactured. And that meeting and going in going direct, as you as you just mentioned, uh, that is the number one goal of the control oligarchs. The number one goal and everything starts to make sense once you realize this fact, the number one goal is to weaken uh, you know, people, weaken countries, take the power away from individual countries, transfer that power to international institutions, things like the IMF and the World Bank and the United Nations and the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization especially. They want to transfer power from countries to international institutions that they control. And so once you realize that that's what's going on and all the chaos starts to make sense, they are weakening countries and they're going direct. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is a lot of people didn't realize, um, and, and I wonder your thoughts on this as well. Uh, when Obama signed on to Agenda 2030 and the 17 Sustainable Development Goals that I call the 17 goals to tra full track and trace surveillance, technocracy, totalitarian, global takeover. Um, they uh, So Obama signed on to it in 2015. I don't think anyone in America even heard about what Agenda 2030 was at that time. They certainly, you know, as with all of, the, I call it Klaus Schwabian, all of their upside down language, they use great language in the 17 goals. So all you have to do is ask yourself, well, who's running that? Who, who's enforcing that? Who's Where's all that? <laughs> Who's deciding that this is a, a worldwide end of po end of poverty? Everyone in the world needs an ID. Every everything's got to have infrastructure. Who's deciding that? And and they don't hide it either. But what I notice, and I say to people that think that first of all, I think that they changed one world government to global governance, but also that's yes. like on their websites. 
But I say to everyone, just go to all the places you just mentioned and put in Agenda 2030. And then you can add in NATO, the Vatican, NASA. Why do they all have an Agenda 2030? What is the Agenda 2030 plan? And I say, that is their that is their due date. They, everything between now and then, Agenda 2030 is they plan for this all to be transferred into this one world control, top-down Hunger Games world by 2030. And if people don't start seeing that because they had an event I called it, it was like Pan Am in Hunger Games, like their tribute parade. They had one at, in the UN. I'm sure you were you covered it. You saw it in September where they had like a big drone thing and it was the IMF. They welcomed the Clinton Foundation back on stage to champion uh, and, and clap for each other that they're halfway to Agenda 2030. So how much is Agenda, what is Agenda 2030 and what do you see that as? Because they don't hide this, that they're all in on this. It's, well, I'm so I'm so glad to talk to you because you you obviously know exactly what's going on. You're exactly right. 2030 is the uh, goal for seizing control of every aspect of your life, and so you're right. You look at the 17. Well, I'll, I'll, let's start at the beginning. So uh, you know you've heard terms like new world order um, and you know Agenda 21. Right. It used to be the millennial Millennium Development Goals. Um, and then they just they have to rebrand every so often because people like us, we expose what they're up to and then they have to come up with a new term. Uh, and there's all these euphemisms and net zeros and all this kind of stuff. And they abandon one term and they come up with a new one. Right now, we're stuck with Agenda 2030. And I think the reason they're publicizing their plans is because they think we can't get out of this. Um, we can. There is hope. So we'll get to that uh, in a bit. But. Uh, you know, Agenda 2030 is when you see the Dutch farmers protesting, it's because the Dutch government has said we're going to cut all types of nitrogen fertilizers, the traditional types of fertilizers that the farmers are using by a, uh, by the year 2030. Uh, they talk about we're going to get rid of uh, gas powered vehicles. Gavin Newsom says by 2030, we're going to get rid of gas powered vehicles. You're not going to be able to buy a gas powered vehicle. And so it's this this deadline for saving the planet. I mean, it's like if you were to go by what they're talking about, they say, we're going to save the planet by uh, by 2030. All you have to do. I mean, that's great, right? Like what a what a what a what an ambitious goal and how these good people. I mean, they're saving the planet and all we have to give up in exchange for them saving the planet is everything. Right. And so exactly. uh, every exactly. single industry and they put these like cute little communist pictures next to each of the sustainable development goals and very happy, uh, colorful images. And, you know, it's got food and we're going to end poverty and we're going to end uh, starvation and we're going to fix the oceans and we're going to fix the rivers. And, you know, you may not have thought that you had a lot of problems in your life, but uh, they're here to tell you, you got a lot of problems and they can fix them for you. And all you have to do is give up control of everything, energy, food, health, uh, finances, privacy, uh, you know, privacy. every, every facet of your life, they want to micromanage it. It's so crazy and so arrogant. And here's the thing, though, that I think is I, I keep saying to people, they've never been closer to their great reset or farther away, because to me, which makes them very dangerous right now, they do have all the money and they have their multinational corporations. And I believe that they control NATO or at least they're in cahoots with them. Um, whatever the case may be, the truth is that so many people are awake. Your book is dropping right at the most important time, I think, also to follow all of this uh, exactly um, for what it is. But at the same time, um, I do want to, like you said, talk about solutions and ways out because they're not, they seem to be 
failing. I just, I, their arrogance is one thing, but they keep making moves that I feel like, because I, I watch all these guys and they walk, work in tandem. Like even the cop conference, it was a, kind of a joke. Everyone was making fun of it. I feel like that I follow on planet Earth was like, oh my God, look at these pathetic people. And they're talking about a global 15% tax. And all you have to do is say, who's that being paid to? You know, or anything that they're talking about. If you just follow the next qu question to, well, who's going to run that? And, it, and then it goes back to them again and again. And I think that so many people do see this and um, and they, it, it's starting to gain momentum. And at the same time, you know, Henry Kissinger just died, one of the architects of this. So Brzezinski, Kissinger, Rockefeller, the crown. Now we have King Charles. Um, what is your feeling on on them to me, kind of looking like desperate. You heard them say like in, at the UN, we got to speed it up. We're not getting there fast enough. Uh, something is off in, in their plans and, and it makes them dangerous, but maybe it's a good opportunity for us to, to step in. Well, you just summed it up perfectly. You're exactly right. They are desperate. That's why they have to accelerate their goals. And, uh, you know, the thing is about desperate, uh, powerful people, though, they're very dangerous. So it's that by by no means is the battle over. We've got to keep fighting. We've got to keep exposing. But you're so right. I mean, I just I did an interview recently on the Hills uh, Rising, which is, you know, there's a, a Reason Magazine guy, libertarian guy on the right. And then on the left was uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, former spokeswoman on the left. And so it's a right and versus left type thing. They were both like this was resonating big league with them. They were saying things like, I mean, the, the left wing people are like saying, yeah, come on, Bill Gates isn't saving the planet. Nobody buys it. You know, it worked for a while, but like, come on, saving the planet, don't be ridiculous. Um, right. And people are even waking up to the fact that the planet doesn't need saving. Uh, and there's actually yeah. not a crisis of planet of climate change. Like when I was, even when I was writing this book and researching it, you know, within the past two years, I was like, man, I'm gonna, I gotta put in some language. Like I'm not a scientist. I don't need to get into like, you know, whether, you know, climate change is happening. It's like, I go on shows right now and people are saying, you know, well, obviously climate change is a hoax. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I'm not going to go that far. Obviously it is a hoax, but yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, the plan has been changing since humans were, before humans were even here, uh, you know, and, and you see, I mean, it's, it's just comical. Like Reuters recently had a report where like a big lightning strike was because of climate change. And I, know. I mean, next thing you know, volcanoes are going to be because of climate change. And uh, people are waking up on every side, uh, all sides. And I think they're realizing, like I said, these are not political issues. These are e existential issues. They want to get rid of us in some way or another, whether it's by the long game of convincing everybody that having children is bad for the planet. I mean, birth rates are at historic lows. We can thank Henry Kissinger and the Rockefeller Foundation for that propaganda running for the past 50 years. But people are starting to have a lot more kids. That's a good thing. The planet is not overpopulated because climate change is really just a stand-in for overpopulation. I mean, 50, 60 years ago, they were they were harping on overpopulation. And, exactly. and they, you know, Malthu, I mean, Thomas Malthus, I mean, for hundreds of years, they've been saying overpopulation is a big problem. It's not. Uh, and, and I applaud Elon Musk, even though I am wary of him. He is in the he is in the book. He's one of the very few people out there saying that we're not even close to being overpopulated. You could probably double the population on planet Earth. And anybody who thinks we are overpopulated either lives in a like a little cubby in Manhattan or uh, hasn't taken a, pl a plane ride over the, just the United States in a while. Exactly. We're wide open. I and always so, say uh, that too. Yeah, I, and, yeah, and so overpopulation isn't a thing, but the, the reason that they had to use climate change as the big fear-mongering crisis to solve is because 
What's the solution to overpopulation, by the way, Bill Gates? I mean, he says, well, yeah, if we just mass vaccinate the planet, then uh, uh, numbers will go down. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that speech and and then they, they, you know, they try to debunk it. Now, let's get into that a little bit. I talk a lot about um, what I call the beast on the left. And it's not the left. They're globalists, but they have hijacked the left to like, make the left think that there's a lot of useful idiots over there. But what I see, too, and you identify in the book, and I think people really have to understand who these groups are, um, especially going into an election cycle, um, Arabella Partners, New Venture Fund, uh, Tides, obviously Open Society. Um, these control oligarchs that you talk about, they all fund all of this stuff. They fund the human rights campaign through things like Arabella, Tides Foundation, Rockefeller Brothers Fund. Um, you know, it's it's always the same 10, you know, I call them, uh, what do I call them? Philanthropy, philanthropathies, philanthropaths. Like they, they, they pretend to be different people. It's hard to say. Hey, can I use that for my next book title? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, kidding. you can. Philanthropaths. <laughs> So you have to, so, but for me, you, um, and you've done this a long time because it was in your first book too and in your um, your Empire's book, but if people understood that it, they don't hide this, you can find this information. And once you start to look at it, even Hansberg Weiss shouldn't have, shouldn't have put any money into 2020. And now they're all maxing out money again, all the same groups that were involved last time. If the American people just took a look I feel like there there would be, a, and it wouldn't matter, left, right, gay, straight, you know, all this nonsense, like color revolution division. If, you, if people really fully understood that there's an elitist billionaire oligarchy that decides that we have no say, and they do it through all these groups like Human Rights Campaign or whatever it is, Jane's Revenge, whatever it is, it's funded by the same 10 guys. You know, I, I feel like if people just really understood the level of manipulation they are living through, through the guise of the LGBTQ plus thing or BLM or whatever, or the ceasefire now, it's the same money. Can you just explain that these people, that it's such a small group? And I really do believe if people understood what is in your book, that people would unite at least to save our sovereignty, our freedom and our liberty from these people. It's them. <laughs> Oh, th thank you so much, Mel. I mean, that was the goal with this book. And I mean, I, you know, I just did a, a, a fairly libertarian right wing podcast and they uh, they said the billionaire class. That sounds, you know, blah, blah, blah. I like, you know, what's wrong with billionaire? And it's like, and of course, this is not about billionaires. Actually, this is about uh, oligarchs and there's a difference. And that's what's in this book. Uh, and you're right. New Venture Fund, Arabella Advisors, all of that. Laureen Powell Jobs, Steve Jobs' oh, yeah. widow is like you know the new soros and of course alexander soros can carry on his father's legacy of destroying democracy uh right. and in funding uh you know population control through birth control and abortion efforts for another 50 years so um and 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 the left is starting to get it i mean yes you're right i mean there's a big low info but i'm mean, on both sides but you know especially the left in terms of getting hoodwinked by these billionaire philanthropath foundations um, and so, they, but they, they, you know, once people realize that we outnumber the control oligarchs and right. their minions and henchmen, like a million to one. Um, and <laughs> so like when the left and right see that and, and I get into it in the end game, that's the last chapter about what is the goal of these yes. guys? I mean, yes, it's a right. technocracy, it's a global technocracy, but I really get into China because I've been uh, up to my eyeballs in China research for the past, you know, Biden books and whatnot, yeah. red-handed for Peter Schweitzer. And it's like, how does China fit into all of this? 
Um, and it's really like people talk about China like, oh, it's just like kind of this business relationship. That's why all of our Wall Street and Hollywood and Silicon Valley and all these, they're just trying to make money. Um, and there's plenty of ways to make money without being in bed with China, by the way, obviously. So I, you know, my thesis for chapter 10, the end game is it's about more than money. They don't see China as an adversary. They don't even see China as a competitor. They see China as a partner and as a friend and actually as a model to emulate. Uh, it's this state-run capitalism model where there's a few, it's an oligarchy of sorts where you've got the, it's fascism really, where you've got the few handful of corporations that are blessed by the state uh, right. who are the ones who can make money. Those would be the control oligarchs. And everybody else is just like a wage slave, a rent slave. You'll own nothing. You'll be happy. Uh, and and you're, you're essentially on a social credit score. I mean, they're implementing social credit scores piece by piece all across the West. I mean, you right. see the riots in Ireland right now. You've got Irish lawmakers, born, raised Irish lawmakers, calling for their own citizens to have their entitlements frozen in the middle of winter. So like for just for protesting, because, you know, someone who you perceive or actually isn't uh, an originally born Irish person uh, stabs a bunch of children. So you go out and you're pretty mad about it. Well, your own government, control oligarch backed government, wants to freeze your assets in the middle of winter. They want you to starve and freeze for protesting. Think about that. And yeah. you saw it with January 6th. You yep. saw it with the Canadian truckers uh, protesting. They froze the truckers' assets. They used the banks to target the January 6th protesters, people who weren't even in the Capitol. I mean, people who weren't even around the Capitol, people who just went to Washington, D.C. that day uh, because they were upset at the results of the election, uh, protesting peacefully, protesting. And so the banks are now working with the government to like hunt those people down and raid their homes, uh, you know, take their Lego sets. I mean, it's absurd. It's it, 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 You have to laugh in some ways, otherwise you'll cry. Yeah. Um, but yes, I mean, it goes back to the desperation. They are working so hard to get us into a system much like China has. Um, and if and, and, and that's the thing, the left and the right, once you kind of realize that, once you realize what the goals are here, you realize yeah. we do outnumber them a million to one. And in China, the, the peasant class out, outnumbers the CCP a million right. to one. But at a certain point, you can't get out of it. You can't protest it anymore. They lock you down uh, and we can't let that happen. Oh, I hope you're enjoying the show. I was just talking on my new Patriot mobile service. I have to tell you, I'm so excited. They are incredible. They are America first. They, they align with my values. And you know what? It's unlimited minutes, unlimited text, Wi-Fi calling, unlimited data, high speed, everything that you could use, just like everyone else. We have our time, we have our vote, and we have our money. And the great thing about Patriot Mobile is your service will be exactly the same. Difference with Patriot Mobile is they are an America first company. And what they do is they reinvest their money into causes that matter to me and matter to you and matter to this nation. At Patriot Mobile, those causes are the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the Constitution, and our children's future. So please go to themelkshow.com. Patriot Mobile is a partner of ours. Please use the code MELK. What I can tell you too is that they are supporting me and they are supporting creators because they believe in the First Amendment. They believe that censorship is wrong and they are gonna put their money where their mouth is. Do what you can for the creators out there that are doing what I'm doing. Please go to Patriot Mobile, Mel K Show. All I can say is thank you so much, guys. Supporting my partners supports me and Patriot Mobile is absolutely awesome. I checked them out. We're switching to Patriot Mobile and we hope you do too. Thank you so much. Now, 
And that's why I keep saying the stakes of 2024 are so high because, you know, we're either going to end up being a sovereign nation of American citizens or we're going to be a globalist cog in a wheel of global citizens because this group is totally in on it. They put Joe Biden in there. Now, I'm glad you brought up China because a lot of people misunderstand the Belt and Road Initiative. And I think people have to understand there's 130 people involved. Mind you, also, I don't believe either of these wars have anything to do with Israel or Ukraine. I, I still think it's the same group of people manipulating. I, I say that I, I call them the Fourth Reich, and that's fine if people don't like that. But I, I did a lot of research and did a lot of projects involving the Third Reich. And if you if you take away the German or the whatever and you look at their goals, they're very similar to this. This one is so dangerous because, uh, as you said, these controlligarchs, they have no allegiance to any nation, to any flag, to any people. They're not German. They're not Polish. They're not Chinese. They're um, amalgamation of all the all these different oligarchs and the end goal end game is we're going to all be on that that trajectory where we're at the top and i don't think that i don't think that that's sane uh, for many reasons which is why i think that they didn't raise a bunch of kissingers and brzezinski's and what i now call the poison ivy league to to take up the positions after them that's what they did for decades as you know and you've you've documented these these families especially the banking families they groomed people to replace them I think that they got very lazy as they dumbed down our kids. They dumbed down their own their own next generation. And I don't see anyone coming up that's strategic enough to be able to, I see Klaus Schwab begging for somebody to come fill in. You know, that's what it seems like. And as for the Belt and Road Initiative in China and what's going on, because this is important and I, I really want people to understand at least your take on this. The Belt and Road Initiative to me, first of all, when the PNAC document came out in 2000, and uh, you know all the all the regulars, Rumsfeld, Cheney, Wolfowitz, Kagan, all these people, they put out their their military plans to take over the world. This document is shocking for anyone to read. It was two years before 9/11, which is disturbing if you read it, uh, because they need a new Pearl Harbor to kick this in. But what those guys, and I think they did a huge disservice to us, but I believe that they are control oligarchs too. In the end, in the end, and they benefited from a lot of what they did with the war on terror. But what I what I do notice is they had a chance at that moment to counter the Belt and Road Initiative. So instead of saying we're going to put troops in all these countries, we're going to use sanctions, we're going to do all that, we're going to take over the world. It's like Darth Vader wrote the, this, that <laughs> that uh, PNAC document, like we're going to take over the world with our spaceships and our, our troops. Um, China said we're going to take over the world by building ports, by building uh, railways, by helping ref build refineries all over Africa, by helping, you know, electricity in South America. We're going to do all of this. And we're also going to export uh, top down totalitarian control and communism. Had we had uh, people on our side and, and like you've documented in all your books, but that were on our side, at least for the last hundred years, I think probably the, the coup on America, in my estimation, happened the day they killed JFK. And like we've been one cover up after another cover up since then. But had our had our people gone out and done the same thing, building the ports and the and the refineries and, and, and making vegetation grow all over the world like we know they can and all of that and exported liberty and freedom and what America stands for. We'd be in a very different place. So I, I do believe that the Belt and Road Initiative is also their military plan. Well, what what is the Belt and Road Initiative to you? And is it too far along that we really have to start um, recognizing that we're going to have to deal with the reality that it is far along and we have to work somehow with it? in order to maintain, because the road they're going down, they want to go to war with China. Well, China just built the infrastructure of half the world. <laughs> Where are we on that? 
You're, oh, I mean, you're so you're exactly right uh, about about the it's a huge it's a huge concern and and just like to to what you're talking about here with like it's not just I mean you should be out or you should be enraged I mean I'm not trying to like you know make you angry but you should you ought to be because it's not just that they've been robbing you blind through taxes that they funnel into welfare for oligarchs. Uh, via, you know, like Inflation Reduction Act type things where right. they hire a ton of new IRS agents to make sure that if you're a landscaper and you got 600 bucks, well, you better be paying taxes. And then they take all your taxes and then they give it in the form of like just this huge slush fund just in the Inflation right. Reduction Act, a $400 billion slush fund so that the people who own so-called green energy projects like Bill Gates can go and get these massive grants and stimulus. I mean, to the tune... I, I calculated it for the book. Over one trillion dollars has been stolen from taxpayers to fund green, just just green energy. And then that's not even to talk about like wars and right. like all of the money and that I think just that gets John stolen Podesta, via wars. John Podesta, yeah, John Podesta has, is, is the one doling it. it out. He's doling it out. So, so, it's, but it's not just that they stole your money from you right. and that they used it to fund themselves and dump it into their own pockets. And for every do, uh, dollar that Bill Gates funnels to charity, aka his own foundation. Uh, he gets $2 back. It's not just that. It's the opportunity cost of what that money could have been spent on. Like we could be great. We could be doing great things. We could be going to Mars or not relying on, you know, billionaires to be building the space, you know, the space uh, right. ships or, you know, even if that's like not, I mean, we could, we could have ports in every city. We could have great cities again. Instead, our cities are decaying and rotting and there's filth. And it's just disgusting. And they're taking all of our money and putting it into their own pockets. So the opportunity cost is huge. And so China is not thinking that way. China is building this Belt Road Initiative. They're very far along. Now, you know, it remains to be seen because China is a member of the New World Order. I mean, they've been, go, you know, they go to Davos. Uh, they, they, you know, are in tight with Klaus Schwab. So again, I don't see, I don't think the globalist elites see China as an enemy. Now, that's probably uh, a mistake on their part. We know China plays a long game. We know it's an ancient culture. Um, and so I don't think that they're just going to like sing Kumbaya once all the peasants are, are enslaved. But in any case, you know, we've got big, pro we've got big problems, obviously. Yeah. Well, one piece of that, too, though, which is, again, I don't think that they raised a bunch of uh, Kissingers to follow in the paths of this strategic risk game. But um, the truth is, it does seem I mean, it's funny. You'd probably you, you'll, you'll get this. I was I, I just recently moved from uh, Manhattan. I, I couldn't be there anymore. As you know, they, it is now a uh, it is a uh, illegal immigrant camp as far as I'm concerned, Midtown Manhattan. But um, I was there not long ago and there was an IMF meeting and I was I lived right near the U.N. and I was at a uh, at dinner and the people next to us were obviously from the IMF and they were I think that they were from the Netherlands, but they had just had a meeting and and they're laughing and I got in the conversation and I couldn't help myself. And I go, what are you here planning uh, to turn America into Venezuela? And the guy goes, it'll be much worse than Venezuela. And he meant it. And I'm telling you, he meant it. And I looked at him and I saw evil. I just was like, oh, my God. And they they all just kind of looked at us like, yeah, well, you better enjoy it now. You know, America's done. But the craziest part about America being done, A, I think that, you know, God ordained this nation with certain things that can never be uh, put out and that it's in our DNA and in our grand, the land below us to succeed and to take back this nation. But above that, 
if they did achieve this this obvious goal of all of the billionaire oligarchs getting together to remove America, because I keep saying, you know, Donald Trump was saying a lot of times they're not after me, they're after you and I'm in the way. I keep saying they're not after America, they're after the world and America's in the way. And every American citizen should take that very seriously and stand proud that they want to take us down because then they can have the rest of the world and that's how much they fear America. And I'm talking about the citizens, people, us. We still have that power because the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and I believe most people on planet Earth that are playing this high-level risk game get that, that the American people still have something ingrained in us that isn't going to lay down, you know, no matter what. But if they did, let's say, remove America from the, from the grand chessboard, as Brzezinski would call it, the hell on earth that would be unleashed, in my opinion, uh, between the CC. So it's not like the Muslim Brotherhood. And now they're all working together to take America off the off the playing field. But it's not like the Muslim Brotherhood's going to be like, fine, we'll just follow whatever the CCP wants. The CCP is not going to be like, we'll just do whatever the Davos crown billionaires want. Or or or, or India is just going to be like, OK, it's fine with us. I feel like removing America from the board is is a catastrophe on, on a level that you can't even imagine. And that the whole plan fails if you do remove america yet they're trying so hard but if you really do look at history and the players on it like you're saying in the one world government that all obviously are working on the klaus schwab plan i don't think it bodes well for them to win I at all even for them no i, I mean i I, th I think you're right i mean they've obviously they I mean, the, the hubris and the arrogance of them thinking that they can just like game all this out and like that their plans will go perfectly according to plan and everything will end up fine. There's, yeah, you're right. Catastrophes. Now, the problem with catastrophes is there's so much opportunity in catastrophes. Exactly. So uh, maybe that's exactly what they're planning for. Not sure. But um, it, in any case, like the, these people are, uh, you know, the, the control guards, they need to be stopped. And they, yeah. the number one way to do that is by spreading the word to others and like waking them up. Because as we talked about just a minute ago, people are waking up and they're not going to get away with this much longer, we hope. Um, you see it in other countries. I mean, uh, you know, in, in Argentina and in Netherlands, and you've got all of these sort of MAGA movements, other places, you know, France first movements or yellow vests or Italy first and Georgia Maloney. Now we've also learned that there are, there are no white knights. So, uh, you know, you can't always count on the person who says the right things, but like learning that is actually critical because since forever, we've kind of just trusted the people who said the right things and no, like we know now we need constant, constant vigilance. Um, but once you wake up, you can't really be put back to sleep. Like they're not going to be able to Put the toothpaste back in the tube it's going to have to be done by brute force yeah and it's so in your face this is why i really do hope everyone uh watching this right now buys this book control oligarchs and then gives it to their friends also it's it's a great read as well because it's fascinating that this is real but it is a hundred percent real folks and, and there is no denying it if you didn't already believe me from all my shows and speeches you read this book and so much of what i've talked about and other great guests on here have talked about is laid out with the receipts this is not, this is so, and and this can be, I still very much believe that there's a problem in this country and we, the people are the solution and that's got to be taken very personally. And we also have to fight the, um, as you've talked about, you know, I, I also believe that the same oligarchs, billionaires that run every color revolution worldwide are running one here now. 
And as they keep dividing us and dividing us, I believe upcoming, probably February, March, there'll be, you know, everyone, every time like BLM comes down, then they refinance that. Now it's the Women's March. Then it's the LGBTQ March. Now it's the Ceasefire March. Next one's going to be Demand Citizen March. But I think the more and more people realize that we're all equally, uh, we all equally have the same um, adversary here. It doesn't matter what group you think you're in. If we lose freedom and privacy and liberty, none of it matters. And I think that people are starting to get that. So let's talk a little bit about um, some solutions here. I saw, I know you talk about it and it makes me laugh. Uh, I saw Barack Obama get on stage and uh, and talk about inclusive capitalism. I had to laugh. I, I'm sure you saw it uh, two years ago when I saw it, when um, you know Linda Rothschild went to the Pope and said, we got to do inclusive capitalism and we can't let them know that it's just worldwide communism. But um, there are things we can do. So a lot of people see the CBDC is, is obviously a tool of theirs. Um, this World Health Organization treaty is a tool. There's UNR common agendas coming up. So what are what are some some things that people that are awake or that are just starting to get this should be doing? Because not complying is a big thing. So why don't you talk a little bit about your your solutions uh, chapter? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, three words. Uh, solution one is do not comply. But before we get to that point with the forcings and the mandates, uh, you know, everything, uh, the solutions to all of these global problems are actually at the local level. I mean, all politics are local, as they say, you've got to be organizing local. If you don't have a group who are who's talking about these kind of issues in person, IRL um, and meeting uh, and finding, you know, the, the, the small businesses and the farmers and the local meat markets and all of that stuff to support, uh, you need to find one. And you need, if you're not doing things, you need to start doing things. And if, even if it's just spreading the word and, and becoming uh, you know, uh, knowledgeable enough to have a conversation, a persuasive conversation about the issues. I mean, there's there's little things you can do, there's big things you can do, but you've got to be organizing at the at a local level. Um, and there's a lot of organizations that are doing this kind of thing. Uh, and if they're not, start one. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and 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 you may it may start out on Facebook, but eventually you got to get off of Facebook and be talking put directly to people. Um, and you got, I mean, use it as long as they let you. I, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but don't be don't be letting your kids like have like a, enormous amounts of screen time or maybe any screen time. Uh, you know, this the screen time is a real problem and the and the kids are getting depressed and addicted. And I mean, suicides are up from letting kids uh, get on these uh, evil big tech apps like Instagram. I mean, you've got states all across the country suing Meta because it's got an addictive business model that leads to suicide and depression. So get outside. And I mean, that's yeah. a simple thing. Um, there's, there's so many simple little things you can do and, to, and then they all add up together. A lot of it is voting with your dollars. Don't be funding the control oligarchs as much as you can help it. Um, I know, I mean, it's, it's easy, it's easier said than done, of course. I mean, they've made, and I applaud them in the book. I mean, I don't turn them into caricatures. They've made great products that make things extremely convenient. Getting things, uh, in two days or one day that you need from Amazon is extremely convenient. It's hard to replace something like that. Um, and yeah. you know, well, but that's you, the same thing with all the apps that we're all used to all the apps. And I mean, you trace it, I've traced it many times. A lot of these things were set up to take our data, to make our lives easier while making that it easier to control us, to track and trace and surveil us. Um, and then there's a lot you can do in that, in that situation as well. Now we're going into another year. Um, um, I personally, um, don't think we can vote our way out of this. I actually, with what you're saying, I have a book coming out called uh, Americans Anonymous, where I talk about starting kind of 12-step uh, program meetings in every neighborhood in America 
for freedom, like freedom, freedom watch, like neighborhood watch and, and kind of looking at some of the things you're talking about, like, where are the contracts? Who's, who's doing the contracts in my area? Who's funding, you know, the people running for office? Where, what, what, what have they voted for in the past? Who are they, what lobbies, what events are the people that are in my government going to, you know, they have conferences all over. Just look, if they're going to socialist Democrats of America conferences, you probably, they, they probably fit in that model. If they're getting funded by open society, they probably fit into that model and you should want to have local meetings to weed that stuff out. Now we're going into another uh, weird year. I think the craziest election year ahead. Um, what are your thoughts about about this year ahead? And let's say uh, Donald Trump comes back in. People are saying he's going to be a dictator or whatever. I know a lot of people, and I'm talking people that did not vote for Trump ever so far, uh, also people that, um, you know, libertarian people that didn't vote at all that now feel like they they need to do something because their lives are, are now it took a long time for a lot of people to feel it in their personal lives, in their pocketbooks, in their neighborhoods. But they are now. Um, what can be done? Like what? What? Because I look at a lot of these agencies. I know somebody's up against the SEC right now to question its con constitutionality in general. But what can be done in in D.C.? Because you've been through this so many times, especially your book about insider trading in D.C. is really important also for people to understand what's going on there and lobbyists. So let's say whether it's him or not, let's say the right guy wins that can actually make a difference because only we can make a difference. What would some concrete steps be that you would want to see that could kind of change the trajectory and, and kind of take power back to the people? Well, and I just uh, I just wanted to speak. I mean, I can't wait to read your book, Americans Anonymous. And that's right. I mean, like we need local organization at every level, uh, certainly at least at minimum by the county level. I just uh, spoke with a group, uh, Citizens Defending Freedom. I hadn't really heard much about them, but right. they are like growing chapters all across uh, cool. Florida and Georgia and Texas. And uh, they think like we do. It's a great organization. Uh, so in setting up your own, like, I mean, I can't, I really, like I said, I can't wait to read your book because that's what we need is local organizations where you're looking into the nonprofits that are funding your children's education right. and putting this like unproven and like, uh, that's a very nice way of putting it curricula in the schools, like with the social emotional learning. And like, there's like, you know, uh, they're giving kids laptops and, and basically brainwashing. I mean, they're brainwashing kids. We know that obviously, but you've got like, we need groups. I mean, everybody needs to do it, but it's really daunting for one person. So that's why getting together with a group, even if it's five people, 10 people, hopefully it grows to more people um, is, is so important. So you can talk about it and like, you know, divide up the, the who's going to look into this textbook or who's going to look into that. Um, and so that that's critical. I mean, d depending on the outcome of 24, it, you know, regardless of who wins, that's the solution, right? Is getting yeah, getting together like that. I mean, we got to think long term, um, and, and it starts with you know education of kids. I mean, you got to take a personal responsibility because we've lost like whole crops and generations of children to the woke propaganda in schools. But uh, regard you know regarding 2024, um, you know I what. There's a lot of things that he, he I think Donald Trump will, will or should uh, do differently. I think he's so, shown signs that'll do it. And that's why right. they're calling him a dictator. I right. mean, that Robert Kagan, that Robert Kagan piece, oh Victoria Newland's husband and the Jeff Bezos control oligarch owned Washington Post, which is the deep state mouthpiece for all the all the yeah. people who would be calling. I mean, it's, it is, I mean, Matt Gates said it. He's like called he basically greenlit. Uh, assassination of yeah. Trump. I mean, Julius Caesar was stabbed in the back, back 
by by the senators like et tu brute exactly uh, exactly and so and so they put this and picture Kagan, of all people Kagan, Kagan, i mean Bush. yeah and so and, and so yeah i mean they're scared i mean that's panic right there that's what that's what they're showing and they're telling you they're panicked um yeah. and i actually i start out the mainstream mind control chapter which is all about how like the just unending problems affecting our our way of getting media and information yeah. and news right now i put the quote at the top uh, by Mika Brzezinski, who says she let you know she said the said the quiet part out loud. Brzezinski's daughter, yeah, I mean she uh, she said Donald Trump may is actually getting to the point where he might actually be able to control pe what people think, and that's our job. Right, I know, <laughs> I know, and you and can't so, even believe, you can't even believe it when I tell people Brzezinski that her dad control created the Trilateral Commission and controls the chessboard. One brother works for Atlanta Council, other one is ambassador to Poland. They're not news people. That's another thing that you do go into in the book that's really important for people to understand is our, our news agencies and our intelligence agencies are one in the same right now. And it's only things like this. And I, I know you and Peter Schweitzer have worked for a really long time and you guys still get out there, thank God, on mainstream media. But a lot of people don't because the control oligarchs have taken such control. Um, last thing before you go, I think and I'd love to have you back anytime. You're you're a great guest for me because we, we talk about the same thing. And it's so obvious, like you said, once you see it, you can't unsee it and you see it everywhere and it's infuriating. Um, my biggest problem, I don't understand how BlackRock was allowed to get this this powerful BlackRock and Vanguard. I also, I told you about the, I talked about the meeting in the beginning. There was also a meeting with Joe Biden and Larry Fink where a few weeks later, everyone basically dropped out of the race that had, right. that were even getting, way more percentages than Biden. So um, what's the, how dangerous is the amount of power that BlackRock and Vanguard have in this country? And is there anything that can be done about it? It would seem to me, again, I think 2008 was a manipulation to consolidate banking on the, on the march to where we are now. But um, what are your thoughts on them? Because they own all the media, but also, I mean, so many S&P 500 companies. And when I say own, I mean, they vote. They're, they're the multinational stakeholders in those companies. Yeah, I mean, if you add up the assets under management of BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, the three largest asset managers, and I and in the book, I, you know, follow the money is our motto. So there's a lot of money uh, number crunching going on in the book. You're up over 22, 23, 24 trillion dollars if you add in the risk Aladdin risk managing uh, monitoring software right, the BlackRock right. runs. It's yeah, like that. Like you're up into the fifty trillion dollars, you know, in in terms of their influence and uh, assets under management. And so, like, how much is that? Because I mean, you say trillions and billions and twenty trillion dollars, and it's like people's eyes glaze over. Nobody can fathom how much money that is. To put it like, you know, in a way you might understand is that's a lot more po economic power than the GDP of the United States. The GDP right. of the United exactly. States is like twenty three trillion. China's is like you know twenty fifteen to twenty trillion. Um, and so, like, what does that mean? It means that, yeah, they can install uh, presidents who will then, uh, you know, in so many ways. But, yeah, I mean, you're right to bring up the meeting with Fink and Biden before everybody drops out. I mean, it was right. weird how everybody dropped out, right? I mean, Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg and all right. these people who are running these campaigns. And then all of a sudden at once, they all coalesce uh, right before Super Tuesday to knife Bernie Sanders in the back. Uh, and and endorse Joe Biden and, and and to me like Joe Biden's uh uh you know installation in a way is is obviously is evidence of like the corruption in every single institution. It's like the emperor has no clothes. He had no clothes uh right. before, 
And he, he can't string together sentences. He can't keep his eyes open. It's an embarrassment on the world stage. Um, and so why is that? Well, it's because he hires people like Brian Deese as an, econ an economic advisor who was the ESG overlord at BlackRock. And, he, and his, his entire administration is filled with people like BlackRock and, and other control oligarch entities. And so everybody obviously knows, I mean, you know, this is controversial. You know, you can't really just say all this on mainstream media, but everybody knows that he's not pulling the strings or calling right. the shots. And that's the whole point of the book is that like many politicians actually aren't calling the shots. It's not just Joe Biden. They don't know what they're talking about. When Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez goes out and says that cow farts are going to like harm the planet, like she didn't just dream that up. She, she thought she got this really smart talking point from some Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation white paper, or the World Economic Forum, you know, had an article about how cow farts are bad for the planet. And, I, and AOC was like, oh man, I think I'll just go out there and say this, I'll sound really smart, methane. Right. And, uh, you know, so that, that, that it's a clown show. I mean, what's happening on Capitol Hill, what's happening in Washington, it's a total clown show. And the real heist of history is happening in Davos. I mean, they are stealing the future. It's an existential crisis. Uh, and the politicians are, I mean, you know, the ones who are on our side are somewhat powerless to stop it. I mean, you see it in so many votes. Um, and so that's why you got to get back to the local level. Um, and organizing at the local level and and taking back your your cities and your towns and the, your states. I mean, I happen to be in Florida, which, you know, we, we got a lot of people like all the other tyrannical states during COVID uh, right. freedom loving people moved to Florida. So we're sort yeah. of blessed in that sense. Um, and, I, you know, you don't want to leave your state like there's state. Right. California is a beautiful yeah. state. And uh, there's a lot, the entire country is full of beautiful states. So that's why instead of leaving, don't do what the uh, migrants are doing and running across the border, take back your towns, uh, spread the word. Um, you know, we got an uphill battle, but you know, it's happening. So. Yeah. And there's keep, a lot more of us faith. than there are of them. If we just, uh, it started to really understand that. And for me, I just say the one thing we can all agree on is that we'd like to, I mean, I would think is that we'd like to keep America a sovereign nation that auto determines our future ourselves and, uh, that Liberty and freedom and, uh, privacy and all these things and our children's future. Uh, I, I think that's a uniting force. And I, I say to people, if, if you meet people right now, everyone kind of, I feel like I've been in, I've gone all over the country speaking. I know you have too. And I just feel like everyone knows something's wrong and people are on different scales of knowing what that is with you and I at the, you know, the high end, but there's people that you can meet where they are, whatever's upsetting them or whatever's figure out where people are and start asking them questions and have them go, get to the conclusions themselves. One great way to do that is to get the book control oligarchs so that when somebody breaks it down into every area. So when somebody comes to you over Christmas time and you have the opportunity and they say something about the border or they say something about the endless wars, or they say something about ESG scores or social credit, you'll have the talking points to, to lead them to, to the direction that they say, Oh, aha. Yes, our country has been captured and uh, it's time for us to take it back. Uh, Seamus, thank you so much for being here. Can you tell everyone, A, how to follow you, B, how to get your book? And I highly recommend this book for um, everyone also as a Christmas gift for people that are awake because it will make them so happy to feel like, aha, now it's all in one place. <laughs> so, yeah, you're you so right. Them? I mean, this is. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mel, so much. I really appreciate the kind words. I mean, this is not your average book. This is not like buy my book, fund my grift. Uh, the feedback I am getting, particularly from people on the right or on the left, both sides, really, but really on the left, it surprised me. I mean, my goal was to be able to break through a political divide. But the feedback I'm getting is it opened my eyes and it unlocked things. So buy it for yourself or give it to someone when you're done reading it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's uh, 
you know, I appreciate that. So I'm at, at Seamus Bruner. That's S-E-A-M-U-S-B-R-U-N-E-R uh, on all platforms. And uh, controlagarksbook.com, spelled like it sounds, control, yeah. uh, I-G-A-R-C-H-S-book.com. All the news is there. This, this show will be up there or clips cool. of it. And uh, yeah, all the news is there. And then you can get the book there as well. Great. Well, thank you, you so to, much. You don't have to get it from Amazon. Just, just so you know, I've got I the got other you. retailers we'll put there. A- Great. Good for you. Well, put, well, you're walking the walk. We'll put all the links below, but um, honestly, I've been waiting for somebody to do this and uh, you did such a beautiful job and it reads like, honestly, sadly enough, it reads like fiction and it's not. Yeah. So, yeah and uh, the truth is stranger than fiction. So it thank is, you. Especially in this scenario, but you know what? It also gives a lot of, um, it's very empowering, I think for the people and people need that power right now. And, and good for you for standing up, speaking up, showing up no matter what, because these people, though they have a lot of power, they don't have all the power. So thank you so much for uh, giving, giving the whole country and maybe the world a good uh, primer on how to win back our nation one, one citizen at a time. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, Mel. I'll, I'll be back for sure. Thanks Great. for having Can't me. Can't wait. Oh, you'll be back a lot. We got a lot to talk about. God bless awesome. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. Everyone's been asking me what I've been doing because I am in better shape than I've been uh, probably maybe in my life. And I am now thriving and I have so much energy. I'm going around. I'm doing all these tours and I'm doing the show and I'm showing up at small events and big events. And I'll tell you the one thing that's definitely changed my life is superfoods. Mel Cake Superfoods. When I got involved with superfoods in the beginning, I was not eating right. I was not sleeping right. I was not, uh, it was mid COVID. So I wasn't really doing much and I was doing a lot of things wrong. And then I found superfoods and it has changed me from the inside out. Not only have I dropped weight, which wasn't even the goal. I really wanted to detox. I wanted to help my immune system. I wanted to make sure I didn't get sick while a lot of other people were and superfoods came into my life and changed everything. I now think about what I'm eating. I don't have cravings. I don't eat late night. There is a whole protocol. It's so easy. It's laid out for you. You take it out of the box. It's there. All your food's taken care of, all your nutrients, all your energy, all your protein. It is an amazing way to change your life from the inside out. Superfoods changes everything. It gives you a protocol. It gives you a schedule. You know what to do. You know what you're eating. You feel great. You look great. Your life's getting better. And the one thing I know is you can go to themelkshow.com, go down to Superfoods, and you can start your journey. Because today is the day. I will tell you, I waited and I waited. And then I started Superfoods. And within three months, my entire life changed uh, for the better, more than I could have imagined. MelKShow.com, go to Partners page, down to Superfoods, and click on the link. And you will find a whole new world that will change your mind, change your body, change your life. So when you get superfoods, that helps me and helps this show keep going. I cannot tell you how much it's changed my life for the better, and it will yours too. And enjoy the rest of the show. Mel K Superfoods. Get over there now. There's no time like the present. The narrative is falling apart, but as it does, there's so much of this fraudulent disinformation, misinformation, censorship coming from the globalists. And what we need to do is be focused on the facts, cut through everything, be discerning, and get it first and foremost out there to everyone. It is important that you know what is going on. Censorship is getting nuts. You guys know it. There's accounts all over the place that are fake, that are not me. I know you guys send me emails and I really appreciate it. And you report it and it's on Telegram and Instagram and Twitter and they're not me. So I'm super excited to announce We The People with Mel K. Be the first to join. It's a VIP community, just you and me behind a paywall, no trolls, no nothing. 
we get to know each other. I will give you the facts first. I break a lot of stories a long time before other people. We can talk about past, present, future, history, what we're doing now, solutions for going forward, what 2024 is gonna look like. I'm gonna do breaking news, do a lot of deep dives. I'm gonna bring that information to you guys first in a live Q&A every week. So please click the link below and join me over there. We are going to create a community, a community that is censorship proof, it's cancel proof, it's truth, it's transparency, it's on the road to God, country, justice, everything that we want in one place. This is the most incredible, amazing time to be alive. As hard as it seems and as difficult as the battle has been for you guys and definitely for me, all I know is that we all are part of the solution. We are all involved and invested and you guys have the passion that I have. So let's join together on live Q and A's once a week with me, Mel Kay, we the people of the United States taking back this nation. This is so exciting, guys. I've been dying to do this and we finally got the technology right. So please join me. Click the link below. Can't wait to get started.